This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Hey guys, awesome episode today. We talk about sexual fetishes, going to a new big city, and freshman year. Check it out, share with friends. Boom. Jared Freed coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side, San York Lazar, every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every week. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It gets bigger every week, and it is such a pleasure to have you guys involved. It's so nice to have you listening, and it's so nice to get your Snapchats. Every time I get a Snapchat, a DM, a tweet of where you're listening, how you're listening, from all around the world, it feathers this podcaster's nuts. It feels so good to hear from you, the listener, and how you're enjoying it, where. I mean, I got one from Prague today. Wow. They're everywhere, right? <laughs> it's the most intimate entertainment experience. I'm right in your ear. Papa JT, whispering sweet nothings every Tuesday and Friday, and keep spreading the word. This only gets going with you, the listener. You're our best PR. Keep telling a friend. Keep telling anyone you can. We are the podcast for people with ears. Anyone with ears, go tell them, let them know about Papa JT, Uncle J Train, King of Climax, King of Brunch, here for you every Tuesday and Friday. Um, and it's it's really, and also, Patreon. I'm going to take as long as my hello to explain Patreon. So would I have a 30-second hello? So we'll do a 44 th- seconds. It was a 44 yeah. seconds. So I'll, I'll take 30. I'll even chop some off. <laughs> now listen, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. We have bonus episodes of the podcast are up right now. A bonus episode podcast is there right now for your listening pleasure. There is a video that is not released to the public, the general public, the, the GP. You have a video of there of me getting waxed. And we have coffee thoughts, little small, little small web blogs. And honestly, it's very cool because every episode I give you kind of an insider's take of how the taping went. And that's been fun to go back and forth with people and talk about what we liked and what we didn't like from the episode. So get involved, patreon.com slash Jared Fried, and know that whatever you choose, it's going straight back in to the comedy, the, the comedy engine. That money isn't just getting burned at brunch. That's, mm-hmm. that's comedy money. That's fuel mm-hmm. for the J train to keep <laughs> chugging along. It, it is fully used. Mm-hmm. So also... The thing I've been noticing, Sundays, that is the place for your Sunday weirds. 
You need someone to calm you down, walk you off the ledge. That ten dollar, that ten dollar J uh, Patreon level, that gets you Papa JT right away, answering your questions, making you feel better. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Go check it out. It is if this podcast has been a value to you, make it. Get involved. I, I, I really want to encourage you because we're doing some awesome things. Very excited about today's guest. A long time coming. He's a podcaster, comedian. I, I, I what, what would you, a political commentator? Is I do that, political commentary, yeah. Political, uh, sure. Ben Kissel, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Jared. And I want to say I didn't have my coffee this morning, but who needs it? Who, With an intro <laughs> like that, I'm wide awake. I feel like I could run a marathon for about a mile until I realize I don't want to run a marathon. Yeah. Uh, but this is uh, quite exciting, and uh, I think you would have been perfect as a radio guy during Vietnam. Thank you. would have gotten those troops up and ready to fight better Good than anybody morning. else. Forget Robin Williams. Yeah, that would have been Get me. Robin Williams out of here. Right? We you need, need Jared Freed, the J train, waking up our soldiers. Maybe you could actually go to Afghanistan now. We got 4,000 uh, more troops we, going. We got 12 grand there. We need a J train, a Jared Freed in Afghanistan waking right. our troops up. This war will be over in a week. I think you're right. I think you're right. And we have a lot of servicemen and women that listen to this podcast. So thank you guys yes. that are abroad and listening. And thank you I've been service. wanting to go. I want to go and do shows out there. Dude, you and I, next year, USO tour, that's the goal. I would absolutely love. It would be the biggest honor, I believe, of our lives yeah. if we got to go entertain the troops. I do a podcast called Last Podcast on the Left, which also has large listenership uh, within the United States military, and they have a morbid, dark sense of humor, uh, perfect for the people like you and what, I. Well, I, you do so much. I want to go through everything. And you guys, Ben is so funny, so great. Ugh, at Ben Kissel on Twitter, at Ben Kissel one on Instagram. Last, so you have. You have many podcasts. Multiple podcasts. Last podcast on the left. Explain that. That's all true crime, paranormal activity. I do it with Marcus Parks and Henry Zabrowski. You can watch Henry Zabrowski every Sunday at 11 p.m. on Adult Swim for his hit show, uh, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Uh, and then Marcus Parks, who runs uh, the uh, the entire network. So that's all true crime, paranormal activity. We travel all over the world. We were just in Vancouver and Calgary. So wait, you go um, you go to these places? How does uh, that work? Our live show is very visual. It's mostly videos and stuff like that. It doesn't translate to podcasts, so we don't release it uh, via podcast. All the episodes are about uh, research for at least 40 hours, and it's all about true crime, paranormal activity. We just finished a two-parter on Jerry Brudos, the shoe fetish slayer. And then we followed that up with a fun episode called Sexy Ghost 2, all about fun, sexy ghosts. Wow. So paranormal, like, how do you differentiate between the bullshit and maybe Oh, it's all the, bullshit. It's all it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's how you differentiate. That's yeah. my opinion. See, I'm the skeptic. I'm more of the straight man yeah. on that show. Henry Zabrowski is fully invested in the notion that there are 13 alien races, uh, the Venusians, the Greys, okay. the tall whites. He points at me when he, saw, when he says tall, tall whites because I'm a six foot seven tall white yeah. and I take, I take personal offense to that. Um, <laughs> but no, it's all, it's all nonsense. Of course, uh, there is a lot of truth, however, when we cover serial killers and, uh, and uh, if you get a chance uh, this September 11th, our, our four-parter on 9-11 is one of the most uh, powerful, impactful audio See, experiences when it comes to that horrific day in 2001. This is what's so cool about podcasting, the, the different routes it's taking. Oh, yeah. You know, that that's like this, you know, the, the days before TV, there was mm. soap opera on the radio. 
That's right. And you War got, of the Worlds. And, and you guys, what you're doing, you're doing an in-depth, you said 40 hours of research? Yeah, Marcus Parks, uh, he writes around a 10 to 12 page outline uh, for each episode every week. It's about consistency. It's about, uh, you know, keeping the quality high, yeah. keeping the content uh, level intellectual and fun. And then that allows Henry Zabrowski to just do characters. And I just come in with random one-liners and uh, in, in, in queries about what yeah. the heck the guys are talking about a lot it, of the times. If there's an episode for people to listen to that, what is there one that Honestly, sticks out? Honestly, we have 280 episodes. We've been doing it for six years. We want a Webby because of our fans. They're so amazing. I love that you plug the Patreon. The direct-to-the-consumer product is the best. Forget the industry. They'll come following you. I guarantee it. That's once right. Once you get a crowd. Um, so that's the way to do it. Uh, so we have 280 episodes, multiple serial killers, multiple uh, uh, you know, aliens it, and, and, and ghosts. So just thumb through it and pick one and, and uh, you'll find so something you So Marcus enjoy. comes on and is like, here's today's topic. Yeah. And he just goes through the story and you guys are popping in asking yeah, questions. Yeah, we riff and- on it. And because Marcus has such a great structure to it, and I would yeah. recommend this to anyone who wants to start a podcast, that really liberates uh, the other people to go off and kind of go on to tangents, Always say jokes because it comes home. Yeah. And uh, I mean, obviously on your show, it looks like emails are the backbone, but that's advice. a great pl- advice. That's yeah. a great place to go to. So that's a, yeah, anyway, so, let's get to some emails. Or we'll get to some emails. I, I can't I, talk I, about I'm myself. Very, but I'm very interested in, in what you're doing. Abe Lincoln, stop at. Explain that. That's everything political. We've been the uh, the moderate voice, the rational voice for six years in American politics. We're needed more than ever now. Show does extremely well on iTunes, and then I also host FNC Radio, which is kind of an extension of that. Uh, in that it's uh, in that it's political. So we try to be moderate. We try we try to be rational and get rid of this hyperbolic partisanship that's tearing our country well, apart. I I agree with you, and that's kind of one of the questions I had. You're running for. Brooklyn Borough President. What does that person do? Brooklyn Borough President, I am running for it this year. The election is November 7th. We have a primary coming up September 12th. The Republicans are trying to primary us. I'm with the Reform Party. Uh, What's the Reform Party? The Reform Party is, is, it's a very pragmatic party. It was started by Ross Perot, Mm. uh, of of course, of the 92 fame, Mr. Ross Perot, who did very well in that election. Uh, He got 19 million votes. No electoral college vote whatsoever, though. But he got 19 million people in this country to vote for him and he would have done better had he not dropped out halfway through to go to his uh, daughter's wedding which apparently (laughs) lasted about two months but that's a whole other story Uh, and then he came back and he didn't quite have the same tread Um, uh, so they have you know it's Jesse the body of Ventura out of of Minnesota who was the former governor of Minnesota was reformed they have Pat Buchanan which is someone that I do not see eye to eye on on very many if any political issues Um, so they're very pragmatic they endorsed uh, Gary Johnson in 2016 and but they also the... endorsed uh, Chuck Schumer the Democrat here out of New York so See, they're really just trying to uh, bet on the best horse this is what I would consider myself we have a lot of people uh-huh. that you know we've uh, and I I've, I was even on like Trump train for a second of course until he went all off the rails and uh, you know we can talk about that we, I was just I, talking I, but, about that on Fox Business today on Kennedy but I wanted to just and you do a lot of stuff with Fox News and Fox Business yeah. And I kind of was like, I, I did come in with this question for you. And in, it feels like today, the only thing, and I, I'm a center of the board. I'm trying to, I don't like the team mentality. I hate it. Hate it's it. So, the country and, apart. and I think right now people are only, the only thing that gets play is retweets. And yeah. ret- the only thing that gets retweeted is love and hate. Right, right. Can, the per- can that middle ground you know, it, you're in an unretweetable voice. <laughs> oh, man, that's and the problem I, with my I'm, Twitter. I understand now. <laughs> but I'm, no, honestly, you don't understand what, I understand I mean. I don't what mean you're that. saying. 
Uh, moderate rational voices are difficult to monetize, specifically in this internet, uh, in the internet landscape, in this social media culture. It's a and I think more culture. people are like you and I, Absolutely. where we come from the middle and we say, I've we tra- like this, I want girls to, you know, I don't want to have I am so abortion, let the woman do whatever they want, and I want freedom of religion, but no religion and state, like I want yeah. all those things, and I think people are on board with that, but... It just doesn't get the play. I am 100% a la carte when it comes to my politics. I will pick and choose from both sides. That is one of the things that they've done uh, is create key wedge issues that force constituents into one side or the other. For example, you Mm. mentioned abortion. Uh, The Democratic Party did say that they would allow pro-life candidates to come in. Uh, There's a lot of of noise around that, a lot of anger. But of course, there are so many people, such as my parent. Uh, My father is a German immigrant, so he cannot, he still can't and vote and my mother leaves them he's gone and i tell my mom that all the time i'm like just drop him and he's out of here you know he, she has all the power in the relationship that's the greatest thing that no one understands when you marry someone uh who is an immigrant and my father never got his uh, u.s visa i said yeah. mom if he ever doesn't get you something just threaten get him to leave out. him and he's back in germany before you know it throw him back to germany get him out of here take his coat um so you have a situation like that where they voted for Donald Trump because he's the only pro-life candidate. Mm. And so you have these key wedge issues, uh, you know, for the Democratic Party. Uh, obviously, abortion is also very significant. But when it comes to health care, things like that, you know, they have these really, um, uh, you know, they have they refuse to allow for any sort of purple politics for any kind of rational, reasonable reform. It's one side or the other. And both sides are so concerned of giving an inch Mm. because they're worried their counterpart is going to take a mile. And we're all losing. And we're all losing because of it. That goes down to, and that that plays into gerrymandering, redistricting. There are very few competitive seats uh, in Congress. In the Senate, in the House, very few actual competitive seats because when these people get into power, they carve out a bizarre, like a drunken sailor trying to cut a Papa John's pizza. Mm. Just a bizarre framework that they create of constituents that guarantee them re-election after re-election. Our whole democratic process, our republic's democratic process, is completely broken. It's crazy. You know what? I was thinking about, you know, we were talking about the Nazis on the last episode. Sure. You you know what? I will say this. Say what you want about Uh the Nazis Uh that marched in Charlottesville, but their message was direct. It was stupid. Sure. We hate that was you know, true. You know what I mean? And it was just I'll we tell you, if you get a chance, hate. if you want to, if you just want to have a nice time, just listen to Chris Cantwell. He's one of the uh, one of the organizers of it there. Um, and uh, if you just listen to him weeping, there's something very soothing yeah. about a Nazi cry. I love a Nazi yes. weeping. I, I but I, I do like because I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, the not those those Charlottes, they were just on the side of hatred. Totally. And then you look at like uh, the Women's March. There was like 700 different things that were being marched for. And it's like, what's the message here? Yeah. You know, it's like we. Well, at th- least the, I, I had a chance. We, we were doing a show in Philadelphia and I had a chance to be a part of the Women's March uh, just a little bit. You know, I kind of walked for a couple of blocks yeah. and it was very peaceful. It was a different energy. Totally. Uh, I'm not, I'm not know, saying they're the same, but yeah, I'm saying. But the then you messaging. have what happened in, in Berkeley over the weekend uh, with Antifa. Just being total violent, like totally, completely violent. But these violence are the, begets these violence. Are the, these never are the, the things answer. that get retweets. That's why exactly. I'm wondering. Well, in a moderate where, where we have, there's a. When does the moderate head, well, you know, pucker li- up? When does that happen? A, we live in a time of monetized lies. Uh, the entire culture, the entire, the entire economy of social media and the internet needs to change. It is comes. It comes down. You see. 
uh, The Economist, you see once reputable newspapers, magazines, mm. tweeting about the dumbest Junk. possible BS yeah. because they are succumbing to the media dollar, to the to the corporate uh, commercial dollars, mm-hmm. and they have to to succeed. Because you got to so go with the clicks. So that's why you have an info wars. Alex Jones's website, which is total nonsense. He talks about uh, government making the frogs gay. Mm-hmm. He talks about prison planet. Meanwhile, he put Donald Trump in office or supports Donald Trump, who just pardoned Sheriff Joe Arpaio, who is the definition of prison planet. But all they do is say these really outlandish, bombastic, not truthful things. But people go to their website. The advertiser sees that. And that's all that matters. So we need to live in a uh, society that has a much more of an understanding of where our marketing dollars are going mm. towards. And these advertisers have to have a little bit of morality uh, when it comes to choosing on what sites to, uh, to advertise on. And that's free market. That's a libertarian stance. Also, what happened um, you know, when it comes to uh, Alex Jones, uh, they just had the 28, the 28 advertisers pull out. That's just going to be filled with another vacuum of lower-level people who want to you know, finance uh, the entire operation. I mean, he makes the majority of his money off of selling uh, random elixirs and things like that because he's a snake oil salesman. <laughs> but the entire culture that social media has created is now manifesting itself in reality. And that's what we saw in Charlottesville, and that's what we're seeing in Berkeley. All yeah. the hate that spewed online is now coming into it is coming to fruition in real life and i think that we as people need to begin nipping in the bud very quickly otherwise this entire thing is going to continue to spiral out of control it's crazy and it's uh it it does feel like that it's and it's uh and we have to be more cynical readers we have to be more you know we have to be smarter on our end well half the time you you click on one of these articles and it'll be like paris hilton you know i heard you know she has but you can't you can't get away from it by the way (laughs) by the way paris hilton paris hilton blocked me on twitter Oh, I have no idea why. I never even real, talked to Paris Hilton. The, no, but this is the real issue today. It is the How real issue. To me, it is. Ben I was Kessel devastated. Unblocked by Paris Please, Hilton. Please, tweet at Paris Hilton. Tell her Let to her unblock know. me. I've never said anything bad about her. I watched every episode of The Simple Life, <laughs> but and I, I even thought she was kind of more fun. Uh, what's the name of the other girl that was on there? Richie. Richie, Nicole Richie. Nicole Richie. I thought this Paris is, was a little bit more fun. This is my wheelhouse. Thank Reality God we finally TV. got to it. I, I can't mean, do this anymore. Ben, I'm so pumped to have you on. It's great to have good energy. And I mean, I've been looking forward to it because you, you have a lot of good info. I don't know what it is. I, <laughs> at Ben Kissel on yeah. Twitter, at Ben Kissel one on Instagram. Go follow him, support him. BK for BK. Is BK that- for BK.com. Check it out. We got, all, uh, we got a lot of our uh, policy points on there. We'll get to some more fun stuff here for the crowd. But the focus is vocational education, criminal justice reform, and transportation. The L train is going down. I've heard. Uh, in Williamsburg, which cannot happen. It has to stop. They have This is too inside. But anyway, I'm advocating to not shut down the L train for three years because <laughs> it is going to crush uh, Brooklyn, Bushwick specifically, Williamsburg, and Greenpoint as Let's well. Let's get to the emails. You ready? Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Moving to a new world. Uh-oh. Dearest J Train, longtime listener, two-time emailer. I'm a graduating senior. You got to say it. Two-time, 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 two-time <laughs> listener. Email. I'm a graduating senior at a strong, medium-sized flagship Midwest school on the prairie known for its rustic limestone architecture. My and goodness. <laughs> this is very descriptive. Interesting and way to talk about your high school. Whose Greek life alumni dominate the state's law, medicine, politics, and business. I recently accepted a consulting job with a large international company in Washington, D.C., and move and move east in, oh, August, I guess now. 
I have a never lived outside of my home state. I haven't even lived in a city with more than 200,000 people. So moving to D.C. will certainly be a learning experience and quite the challenge. What do you recommend? I do not... I do to make the transition easier and to maximize incredible opportunity. I've extended family and friends from the co- from college in D.C. area. However, those friends tell me they hang out with mostly people from my home state, and I don't want to, uh, that to be my experience. What should be my first step? Thanks, and keep up the good work. Uh, P.S. I hosted your your recommended wine and bachelor viewing sessions at my place every Monday with some sorority girls this semester. I became close to the girls who watched weekly and one girl wing woman me into the panties of another of one of her little score. Thanks for the help. You're right. What do you think? Well, uh, it's, you're from a he's small college. Town. Right? So this is, he's, it's a guy graduating from college. So I'm from a town called Stevens Point, Wisconsin, uh, in Wisconsin. I've been. And it's a beautiful place. Yeah, it's I've about, been. It's, it's about 26,000 people, but it's a small town. So you cobble together any surrounding area within like 20 miles. Yeah. So it's roughly 50,000 if you take into account traffic passing through okay. and when the university is in session. Uh, and I wanted to move to New York. I always wanted to be in New York City. This was my dream uh, place to be growing up. I was a huge New York Knicks fan, always have been, always will. I have actually argued legitimately that John Starks is the best basketball player of all time. Have not won one of those arguments, <laughs> but nonetheless, I still argue that. I'm not um, going to bet on you, but I'll watch. I'll yeah. be supportive. I'll cheer you on. Oh, my God. We're, don't even think about that. <laughs> that we, we can't go down that dark, dark path of talking about the New York Knicks. James Dolan is the worst owner in sports. Legacies are the worst owners in all of sports. Anytime a person, except for the Raiders, Al Davis his kid is the only successful well, he's legacy. he's doing so far so good. So it's far only, so good. Okay, it's a short time. I had. know, but I'm just saying it's so far there's, so good. James Dolan, we didn't have a second of success with James Dolan Jr. Well, also, I think the difference with sports, and uh, this is a veer off the top, but I, I, I do, the legacy owner's only bad when they've only owned, when they've owned a huge mega corporation. Like when MSG. It's, when it's yeah. just been the team, they have a certain care mm-hmm. for the team that they don't want to embarrass themselves. Right. He has multiple companies. Yes. And, so he, and he makes money. The oh my checks God, come in no matter what. I went what. to go see, I think it was three, four years ago, I went to go see the Knicks play the Dallas Mavericks. Both of them had a combined 11 wins, and I think we were about like week 50 uh, in the season. <laughs> and the tickets were 82 bucks, mm-hmm. and the Knicks lost by 50 points. Yeah. And uh, it was still completely so out so i'm like this is why james he dolan lose. he doesn't care he cannot lose you have to feel things to change you do and i'm boycotting going to watch like, the Knicks live like, because <laughs> we need to get that stadium empty so james dolan really feels like a moron when he hangs out with like, some celebrity at, that he pays to be with him on the front court as a patriots fan like i don't see the crafts changing their business strategy no. when Bob Kraft moves on to Jonathan Kraft. Like no. I cuz that is their one his thing. Kid, his kid might be strong enough to go shake down Putin and get that <laughs> Super Bowl ring back. But yeah, other than that, I agree because What was what do you think the big toughest part about moving to New York for you was? Well, this is yeah, so we'll get back to this. So I wanted to be in New York for a long time, uh but I went to college. I I so I Graduated high school. I went to college at a small university called UW-Stout, which is even smaller than Stevens Point. The town was like 3,000. The school was 6,000. We just ran that place. Had a great time. Went back to... Then I was like, I want to move to New York, but I wanted to feel comfortable. So I moved to Milwaukee to sort of get a sense of what city like... Uh, a starter city, like, city. A starter city for me. And I wanted to go to the school there because they had a good political science program. So I did that. Came to New York in 2005 with 1500 bucks in my pocket. My parents are dead broke, you know. So that was it. So that was gone immediately because uh, I had to get a place. I got a place in Bed-Stuy. And then I started bar backing and bouncing and doing all that stuff. So my only advice would be just, you know, Molly Shannon in the movie Superstar, just dive in. Uh, and the more 
you find yourself with your back against the wall, you'll, you'll learn you have no way to go. You have no place to go but up. You'll swim. You'll, you Throw always, the dog in the unless water. Unless you don't, you have to move back. But <laughs> I, I trust that the majority of people swim. So just go. Well, he's already don't got worry the job. He's you know, got he's, the job. He's got, and, you know, he's use got that a family. Little... You know, use that family as a nice base because that secures uh, your abilities to go out and meet people and always know you're going to have a good core group. And from there, it'll just sort of like blossom out. And once you realize that every place you're at just becomes a small town, you're going to be totally chill. And totally. D.C. is one of my favorite cities. Great man. city. Um, two pieces of advice for this guy. Don't room, don't pick up a roommate of the people you already know. Oh, that's very good. Go yeah. tangential to Uh-oh. the people you know. Mm-hmm. So go on, Facebook is a beautiful thing sometimes. Oh. Go on Facebook, say, hey, I'm looking for a roommate in D.C. Do not, and if it's a person you know that says, hey, I got in a room, right. don't do that room. Go yep. go to the person that's like, my friend has a room. Right. Because that's a recommendation. Your friend is friends with that person, so if they like them, you're probably going to like them too. Right. That opens up your world right away. Now you've well, gotten a level above your normal circle. This guy's got a good gig, though. Is he even going to need a roommate? Get it anyways. Get it get anyways. anyways. Really? Take a year. Oh, I would say just get a, if you got the cash you, to do no roommate, just get a place in no, a hip here, area. Here's the thing. You go you, to the bars, you, can't you get meet a, people. The reason I disagree, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. You can't have a roommate at 40. You can't go back to roommate. That's very true. You can start at roommate. You can't go back to roommate. That's a good point. So you got to come in. You get... And don't go the immediate friend group. Don't go that immediate circle. Go to your outer little bit. Go to the the next rung of people. And try and get a roommate that way. The other thing, interests. What do you like to do? Sign up for a club or two. Sure. Get into... Get in in intramural sports. All that stuff. And hang out with people from work. That's another way to go. And the other thing I'll say... And this is something from doing comedy. When I was working in finance, everyone kind of looked like me. Mm-hmm. So our experiences were a lot the same. Mm-hmm. So my nights were a lot the same. So that's why they, you know, I and that's not a bad thing, but that's why all those people kind of are on their, nor- you know, they would go from oh, yeah. Saturday nights, we're doing birthdays to Friday, you know, next Friday, I got a girlfriend now, I'm with right. the family. It just went without very, and it's, for some people, that's good. Well, some, you know, it's unbelievable how predictable humans are. I find myself doing this, I live in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yep. I do this every Saturday, if I'm just like, I got nothing to do, I just walk around, I find myself being like, I recognize those footprints in the sidewalk. Yeah. I just walk the exact same path. And that's, every, it's tough to break out. It's tough to break out, and that's why my advice to this guy is you say, like, and anybody moving to a new city is, you know, seek out people that kind of like, if you're in these interests, these yeah. groups, that kind of look different for you. Do something a little bit off the off the beaten path because I know that for me, you know, when I was, you know, coming to comedy, you get into a different night. Totally. And and you're like, I guess I'm doing this. I guess I'm going to Brooklyn where I never would have been if, right. if, if it wasn't for this. And so if you do, if you dive into your interests, it's going to take you into different places and get around different people. Yep. And I would say make friends with a bartender. Find a favorite bar, hang out. You know, become really become an alcoholic. Become an alcoholic. <laughs> but really, I mean, the great thing about Brooklyn that I'm uh, that I try to uh, tell people yeah. about is it it is the smallest town because I got yeah. two delis on both of my corners. I got the liquor store right over there. I got a Papa John's because you know Ben Kissel has Papa in the house on a regular basis. <laughs> uh, I have my bread store. I have my like you live on two blocks. Theoretically, you don't need to ever leave. It is the smallest. Yeah. When I was dead broke. 
uh, when I was in the city, as I was talking about earlier. I mean, I was dead broke. I was a dog nanny. Uh, there was just no money. And I would go into my deli guy and I'd be like, it would be Monday. And I'd be like, I have no money. I can pay you on Friday. He would let me shop the whole week. And I'm buying like beer and all, yeah. you know, just like normal You're getting stuff. getting comfy. Getting comfy, getting cozy. And on Friday, I would pay him. Everything was always chill. Yeah, that's good advice too. Dig into your neighborhood. Yeah, Make man. A become neighborhood. a part of your neighborhood. Become a part of it. Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Podcast at gmail.com. Ben Kissel here. At Ben Kissel on Twitter, at Ben Kissel one on Instagram. To bone or not to bone? Uh-oh. Heads up to your son, the 666, to cue the music. It's a female email. Okay. I'm in a bit of a dilemma. Wow, this, I, I actually feel like I'm living in a gym towel. This is exciting. <laughs> I know this is a bit too forward and open for many, but my boyfriend and I were sexting back and forth and he's away while he was away on business. We got to the subject of fantasies, and after a few exchanges, he came out with the I have a fantasy of pegging. Mm. This is a new email. Maybe for us. she's dating Daredevil. <laughs> is that what he does? Yeah, in the film Daredevil. Really? No, not Daredevil. I'm sorry. What's the name of the other Ryan Reynolds? He's Deadpool. 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 Oh, yeah. I love Ryan Reynolds, by the way. I do- Funny, handsome, unbelievable. He is good. Yeah. I don't mind and was actually turned on by it since it was a huge leap of trust for him to open up like that. Literally. He's a CEO of an international company and a 768. So we have a rating system here on the podcast. Face, seven, six, eight? face body, personality. That's wow. the area code me- method. Oh, I see. So seven, six, eight. Seven face, six body, eight personality. Oh, okay. So I don't want to look dumb going into this. So should I leave this as a fantasy for him or make it happen? I'm supposed to see him this weekend, and he wants to go to the sex shop and get some things for my fantasy. I was thinking of bringing up. Uh, I was thinking of bringing up his while we're there too. Thanks for the guidance and the extra Patreon bonus episodes. Uh-oh. You asked nicely for your nut feathering, and I'm happy to assist. So what do you think? Should she go through with it? This nut feathering thing makes me feel like your balls are like John John Adams, and the, the town are just like the town <laughs> folks have, have an uprising against him this, and are and feathering him. It goes right up and down yeah. the seam, and there's uh-huh. just a worn path. I see. Uh, I mean, first of all, it's completely fine. That's a wonderful uh, consensual thing to do with your partner, if that's uh, what that individual is into. I would say don't jump out of a closet wearing a strap on and frighten the man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who cares? I, I wouldn't even honestly. It's like if that's the dude's fantasy, I'm just going to tell you, it could be so much worse. Yeah, like the yeah, guy yeah, could have yeah. gone down a path that you don't even want to that you don't even want to like think about. But this, I don't know. This whatever. was very obviously on his mind if yeah. they were texting and three texts and he's like and pegging. You know, yeah. I, I, it's I, funny cuz usually you think about when you're going through those sorts of uh when you're doing the sexting type thing, I, I, you, you usually kind of focus more on the woman, uh, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but this guy seems to sort of have well, something I, going on for I himself. Think, so, I hey. think the natural inclination for a, a woman is to be like, is there something wrong with this dude? Like, does he not want with me? This? But the fact that yeah. he, I think what she yes. found, like, it was nice that she was like, oh, it turned me on the trust. Yeah. Who cares? And, and who cares? Let, I would say you go for it. This is what the guy wants. The other thing I'll say is... There might be some women being like, that's fucking weird. It's a lot of guys, and I'm not saying just for this, but like just in general, it doesn't have to be that you're coming in with a fucking 20 inch cock. Yeah, but- I mean, don't, I mean, don't, you know. 
There's well, something about a hot woman like taking control for a yeah, little bit. This doesn't have to be like Fred Flintstone going through the drive-thru and getting a huge rib <laughs> that knocks over the car. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, getting a python no, or something over here. But I'm, yeah. but I'm saying the idea, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to empathize with the dude. Like, this isn't sure. something, you know, a lot of guys are looking for. But I'm saying there is, an, in the hookup game, mm-hmm. every now and again for a girl to just grab you and say, this is what we're fucking doing. Sure. Is a nice feeling. It's kind of like when you're on the highway and you're like Uh-oh. looking for something in the back seat, you know, and you're like, just grab the wheel for a second. Yeah. A lot of guys want the girl to grab the wheel for a second. We don't want, if we're looking for something in the back well, seat, we I don't mean, always I, the want The analogy to... is dangerous. <laughs> it's and, dangerous. Uh, we do have to be careful when it comes to traffic accidents. I, but I'm saying if she's going to, you know, a lot of guys do want to give up that sense because totally. there's a, because in this, I mean, honestly, he's a CEO. He is yeah. obviously, I would assume, relatively wealthy, handsome. Sure, it sounds doing like, well. give, given the uh, the what? number, the numeral, the numerical description of his physical looks. Mm. Uh, yeah, he pr- probably wants to unwind from a day of hiring and firing people. Yeah, and the only way that he can feel back on an even playing field with society is to get pegged. So, uh, yeah, again, this is go it, for it, and go, I would even have fun. You know? I would even go separately to the sex shop. You go well, do that the, can be a fun bonding experience though if you go together though. Going together yeah. that's fine. I I mean I don't know. It sounds like he's pretty open about this if he's just come out after a few texts, but I'm saying yeah. if this is like an uncomfortable thing, you, he goes gets the stuff for you, you go get the stuff for him. So then no one, you know, the judge well, but then you run the this. you run the risk of just buying him something he already has, you know. <laughs> gonna, it is possible like all know. this is already taken care of. He's already got them in the dishwasher ready to go. <laughs> he's got a dishwasher full of cocks. <laughs> I guess so. Ready to go. He's got an attaché. Well, he's a CEO. He's definitely has a dishwasher. That's all I know. <laughs> jtrainpodcast@gmail.com, jtrainpodcast@gmail.com. But There's yes. a follow-up email. Okay. This is to last week's episode. Nate McIntosh was here talking about the lines. Love that, Nate. You know, the lines that guys will have with a, a set of abs. Oh, yeah. D'Angelo had them, uh, the rapper, before he got fat. And also Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, really? If you look at Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah, he had huge <laughs> ripped abs. Shocking, what? as a matter of fact. A swimmer's body. This is why I'm happy to have you. I told yeah. the, the range of knowledge from yeah. Dahmer to D'Angelo. Oh, yeah. It's all there. <laughs> this I guy, J-Train, talked, <laughs> today you talked about the muscles some dudes have on their stomachs I do not. above their dicks. They're called Davids. Huh. Like the statue, the David. Ah, I see. So that was an interesting tidbit. Well, I hope that's the only thing that your body has in common with David, if I recall the uh, the anatomy of that statue. It's, well, maybe something good for that guy's asshole. Uh, <laughs> hypothetical. This is a hypothetical uh-huh. J-Train. Feather, feather, tickle, tickle. New listener going through the backlog of hilarity to end off my summer. Here's a hypothetical for you. At this age now, would you rather go back and relive your life knowing what comes being able to change past behaviors or at this age going forward know what's coming for the rest of your life? Remembering Ooh. childhood is awesome, but this is this mysterious future we all so but so is this mysterious future we all have. Thanks for the great feathering of a podcast. New feather duster. <laughs> New feather. feather duster. I like the terms of your show. We listen, we got a language here. Baby. I know. I like that's actually a very intelligent move. Yeah. <laughs> What do you uh, think? So no. going going back and being so you able have, to change the past or knowing the future so you can predict it and theoretically act appropriately. I'll right? clean this up. Your brain now, 
going back. So maybe there are things you remember, things you don't, but you have the brain Honestly, you have now. I w- if I had the brain that I had now, I wouldn't do all of the dumb stuff that turned into like extremely fun experiences in the past. Ah, so I you think live I would, life too carefully. But but then I you would the- because I mean back in the I believe you should live every single time of your life to its fullest. So when you're a kid, be a kid. Yeah. 100% all in. When you're in high school, go nuts, be in high school. I mean, we were crazy kids. College was nuts. So mm. much partying, so much fun. I'm 36 years old now. If I was doing what I was doing in college now, I would be the biggest loser on the face of the planet. You'd be a pussy. You I would be do pathetic. It. No one would want to <laughs> hang out with me. You know, I mean, just. But then you're going to know what's coming up for the future. Do you think in your adult life it's more important to live oh, carefully? Man. No. I mean, no, you, I, mean I, That's I love the unknown. But it's an interesting point that you bring up because, like, when do you want to be careful? The future now, would be the past if you took your brain to it now, right? The so everything would, would be, everything would just, yeah. everything would stink because I would be in a bunch of situations I'd hate because I'd be 36 as opposed to 18. When you're 18 and you get hammered and you're like, let's drive to North Dakota, it sounds like a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you're 36, it's like, I have to be up on <laughs> Monday. And they're like, it's Friday. Be like, I'm still tired for we, Monday. We had a whole conversation about like roommates. I'm not sure if that was the bonus episode or not. Just like, we had a guy write in about, he had this. No, this is actually personal advice that someone asked for on Patreon, and we went back and forth. But he, you know, part of his his question was that he lives in this he's in this big house that his friends had been living in. Uh-huh. Oh, for we had like, one of those since, in college, but since college. And how and old now, is he now? And now he's let's say he's twenty five. I'm okay. just guessing, but I'm saying now there's like little arguments happening, and I'm right. like, yeah, because. At 25, you don't want to live like you lived at 22. No, it's actually de- very detrimental to friendship and health, and I would assume your finances and ability to find anyone that's reasonable. Yeah, and and yeah. also to find you know a relationship. Exactly. You know, so I I do hear what you're saying. If you went back to childhood a, with your I would your hate myself. Brain. I would if I had to hang out with myself now when I was in my 20s, I would punch me yeah. so hard. Constantly, it's two we in the morning. Great. Where are you going? You'd be looking. At, I'm you know. setting up the bong. <laughs> Don't you guys want to do the bong? And of course, that would be a beer bong because I'm from Wisconsin, and uh, that's the only way we drank alcohol. What's the beer in Wisconsin that everyone loves? Oh my god, dude! New Glarus. New, New oh wait, Glarus. This is different than the one I've heard of. Uh, New Spotted Cow. Spotted Cow is, is the one. That's New Glarus. That's okay. New Glarus Brewing Company. Okay. Spotted Spotted Cow is the best beer you will ever have in your life. And they I don't take sell- this global. <laughs> I will. I will argue with anyone anywhere in the world, including you Germans, uh, that New Glarus Spotted Cow is the best beer in the world. I've had it. It's very good. And I I remember they don't sell it outside the state. Well, it's so difficult that- to get the uh, to get the licenses. I saw it at one place. Uh, I think where the heck were we? It was somewhere on the East Coast that had it. But yeah, it's really difficult to get it. I remember I went to Wisconsin. That was like the thing. Everyone's like, you got to get it. You got to get it. And it's oh, very you got to get it. Yeah, yeah, you you got to get it. And the cheese curds. I named my first child New <laughs> and my second child Glarus. <laughs> I love them. What is a, the cheese curd thing? It's a tough state for Jews, I got to say. Oh, yeah? The stomach issues. I, oh, I see. I well, was on the toilet not, half the time. Nothing is kosher. It is meat and cheese mixed <laughs> Always. Every, Constant. That's a good point. What's the uh, best curd you've ever had? Well, you know, that I'm, I'm not quite sure what the brand is. You want it to to the point where it squeaks. That's a good, solid curd. So squeaks. Want, explain want, that. Like, it literally has, it has to have sort of a, a glazy texture on it. Obviously, it's soft. It's still cheese at the end of the day. Yeah. But you want it to kind of pop, almost like a jerky stick. Okay. You want it to have kind of a cheese skin on it. That's the most Wisconsin. It seems disgusting like, the no, way I'm describing this, the, but I promise you. The, most Wisconsin description I've ever. Oh, it's, it's like incredible. a jerky stick, but cheese. <laughs> but cheese. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> My hypothetical. I'm going. I'm going back in time. 
understanding what you said. I think it's good to, I, I think, no, actually I would go forward knowing what I know. Well, that's the other thing, right? Because are we talking like you got lottery numbers? I mean, how are we going like so, like are we like I think super, you just know your life. You know your life. So I think, okay. I don't know. It'd be pretty depressing if like today I heard like I got my future brain. Right. And then I'd be like, oh, I guess this is over at this age. And I didn't, I did mediocre. Sure. Well, you're not doing mediocre. You're, no, you're already doing amazing best, no matter but I, what. But Even just, if you if you die today, you're a, a star and a success. Thanks, Dad. No problem. <laughs> what do you think? So you're going back and forth. Well, my God. My God, man. This is like a you, uh, this is a, a very back to the future kind of idea here. Yeah. I, I guess I'd go forward as well to have a little bit of insight into the future, and then everyone would think you're a genius, and then you could be like, I'm actually Gandalf. Um, and uh, so I guess going forward uh, would be the way to do it. Actually, I'm going back. I'm you're sorry. going back. I'm going no, back. <laughs> you just don't want to be with we, me in the no, future. No, no, no. You know why? You know why? Because today, Shelby, do you got an answer on this? Shelby, always slow to the mic. I go back too. You go back. Yeah. I here's the reason I go oh back. Oh my god! And here's the reason. Wild today. So I went last week. My mom had been on me. I I, I talked about this last week about going to get. I went to the doctors. Sure. Got my physical. Oh my goodness. Got my physical. How was and, that? Did he find any? Did he find the uh, the uh, the feathers? So the feathers. <laughs> me and that guy. Jared Freeze, your podcast must be doing very well. There's a lot of feathers down all here. All the all that pegging. They dug the feathers deep. Oh you know? my goodness. So I Wild. I went and had. I go, I go in, and my mom had been on me about get your fucking physical, whatever. whatever. Sure. And so when someone a strange thing for your mother to constantly oh, be no, reminding it's you about. A, this is a this is not strange at all. Okay. She she is hucking me about getting the physical, and I'm like, and I'm like, and to the point where now I think I have everything. Right, right, right. You no, know, now I'm nervous yeah. about my own life, and I and I went and got the physical, and I go and I looked at them. I go, give me every test. Right. I want every. I want to walk away from here like a like like I just went. And got refurbished. Yep. You, you know? want to go, you want to treat this uh, this doctor's office like a seafood buffet and you're on a carnival cruise line and you just want a little bit of everything. Everything. I, and a, a mental cleansing. I got it. I get you, brother. I got the call today uh-huh. that I have a clean bill. There it is. Powerful stuff. Boring day, boring day to be your doctor, I got to say. Clean, but, boring know. day for him, great day for me. But I got the yeah, call, and the, the woman, there's this like, you know how you can tell it's like the receptionist or like the uh, nurse or the nurse's assistant Which is whatever. a good sign, because I think the sign. doctor breaks the big news. No. The, the receptionist Very breaks the Very happy yeah, to not yeah. hear a white man on the line. Yeah. So I, I, go, I go, and she goes, okay, I just want to let you know, everything's normal. STDs, you're totally STD free. And like, wow. I wasn't worried. But then going in, when you take the test, it's scary. You literally, the minute they take your blood, you go, I have everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. And, and that's why the, ba- the past brain. Now, when I got the news, I go, I said to the woman, I go, I literally, she goes, she goes, yeah, you're normal on all your bloods were normal. Your white blood cell, blood, red blood, like as yeah. if I care about the red blood cell. I'm like, tell me about AIDS. You know, right. so like she goes and all the STDs came back negative, which is and I go, that's a good thing right there. She's like, you got nothing. And I go, you got nothing. And I literally said to her, I go, I, 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 I broke. I didn't break down, but I, I said to her, I go, listen, um, I know we just met, but. This is kind. Of, I can't believe this is a relief, but it's a relief. She goes, "Yeah, I know, child." And I was like, yep. "Yeah, you're right. This is like." Yeah, but then if you had the opportunity to go into the future, first of all, you wouldn't have never gone to the doctor, I, and then yeah. you wouldn't have gotten that great release. How great of a feeling is that? If I you were stressed and then immediately unstressed, and then you can enjoy a bunch 
of New Glarus beers, uh, you know, guilt-free. I'm, yeah, I guess I wouldn't have got that release, but at the same time, I wouldn't be sitting on a Sunday being like, I have everything, I'm going to get everything, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, that's a good point. I, and, you know, stress is really one of the major lead. That is heart disease. <laughs> well, that's stress. why I have a little yeah. bit of high blood pressure. That was the one thing. Oh, get on that. De-stress. Yeah. You want to lower J-train that. J-Train Podcast uh-huh. at gmail.com. J-Train Podcast All right. at gmail.com. So we got one in, one in the future, two in the past. He didn't want... Ah, uh, we're going to... We got two, We got time for both of these. Freshman tips. Uh-oh. Oh, my What's goodness. up, J-Rock Cock? I'm heading to Georgetown U in a week. Plowing... Pu- uh, plow- and plowing Punani. <laughs> this kid went old school. Wow. While beer-bonging Jungle Juice is already at the top of my list. <laughs> I'm not sure if he refers to it like that <laughs> he in <might> either <laughs> sense of the word if he's going to be invited to the parties where that could happen. <laughs> I don't think they've ever used those words at Georgetown. <laughs> no. Problem is... Oh, this is a high school email. We're still uh, calling them high schoolers. Okay. The problem is... The Greek life here is limper than your dick after you've disappointed another one of your three, four, fives. And you'll most likely find a majority of the student body dabbling in words with friends on a typical Friday night. Mm. Needless to say, I'd rather transfer to GW than start off my college orientation taking sensitivity training and going back to my dorm room to shamefully jack off down on a shower drain. I need some of your sagely advice on how to find my niche in this type of environment and start freshman year off on the right foot. Many thanks. Love the podcast. So what do you hmm. think? Uh, freshman year tips. I get a lot of yeah. these Snapchats and emails. You know, at a lot of people, because we have a lot of young listeners that want to yeah. know, how do you handle freshman year? And I would say to the listeners right now, if you're older, I got some advice. Don't skip ahead because I I, I think there's lessons for oh, life. Chill out. Yeah, have, there's have lessons have for life. What do you think about freshman year? Well, you know, it's interesting. I hear this sensitivity training. When I host Fox News Radio, I hear this a lot, too, from, uh, from dudes calling in and women calling in. In their workplace, they've got to do sensitivity training. The number one thing that I think is the problem with sensitivity training is that it assumes people are bigoted and assumes that they're racist and mm. assumes that they somehow need sensitivity totally training. Totally agree. So that's the first thing. Uh, I, I, I graduated high school in the year 2000, so I was in college 2000 to 2005 and a half. You know, okay. it took some time, <laughs> going back to what you were saying earlier. Yeah. So that sensitivity training stuff stinks, and I'm sorry that your generation has to go through all of that total nonsense. Um, but I'm also not a fan of the, um, of the, uh, the, of the fraternity scene. I okay. think there's much more fun to be had. Just go out, randomly meet a, a group of group of ragtag people that have similar interests that uh, that you have uh, you know just meet people in your dorm i highly recommend living in the dorms because mm-hmm. that's where all the madness happens yep um and uh, it saves you a lot of money and at the end of the day this frat stuff there are so many more rules when you join those kinds yep. of things you okay. can just do whatever you want to do outside of that society so that's my personal opinion and again uh just have fun chill out and, uh, and don't stress everything so much and be late to classes. And what I did, I would take 18 credits at the start of every semester. And by the end, I'd have 12, 10 credits. Just drop the classes that you're failing before drop day. Yeah. And it's a beautiful way to do it. I totally agree with uh, much of that advice. I, I think um, go and find a group. And there's and the, 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 the center of your advice is that you didn't even care about the school. Every yeah. school has someone that you're going to be friends with. Every school. Where it, it, this isn't, it's just like, oh, you're going to find the one? No, 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 no. no, no. There, every school has a group for you. Every one of them. With this guy, and I'm going to tell, I hope he's listening right now, because I'm going to sit him down and give him a uh-huh. little bit of a, a verbal spanking. Uh-oh. Wow. Okay. He writes in his emails, I'm heading down to Georgetown U. Okay, so in a week. So he's never been there. Right. Uh, 
The Greek life here is limper than your dick after you've disappointed another one of your three, four, fives. You'll most likely find a majority of the student body dabbling in words with friends on a typical Friday night. Needless to say, I'd, I'd rather transfer to GW than any star. Dude, That's... you've never even been to the fucking school. Yeah. You don't know shit. And just, that if, is... if you see any one of your pr- friends playing word with friends... Leave. It's time to go. Get out of there. But that's the thing. This guy, you don't know what... I've been to Georgetown. Fun fucking school. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter. And uh, Greek life, whatever, not Greek life, whatever you do, you need to remember as a freshman, <clears throat> as when you're going in... I remember when I was... Uh, I'll never... This is like a fifth grade speech my teacher gave. She, I was fifth... When you're fifth grade, right. you go to middle school, so that's sixth grade. Yes. She said, you, your life is... Going from top of the totem pole to the bottom of the totem pole. Again, yes. That is life in general. So you go from fifth grade, fifth grade, you're top of the elementary school. Sixth grade, you're a loser again. Yep. Eighth, ninth grade, or eighth grade, you're the top of the middle school. Ninth grade, you're a fucking loser again. Right back down. Senior year, you're top of the senior year. You're top of the totem pole. Back to college, you're a loser again. Leaving college, you go to the you, you're a senior in college, then King. you go into the real world, loser again. Then you get a promotion, right? Loser again. Then you get a family, loser again. <laughs> then then Con, you re- maybe eight times over, three times over. How then many, your whatever. kids move out of the house, loser again. Right. Then you retire, loser again. You these are all moments in life where you have to relearn the new reality, right? Relearn right, right. the new surroundings. So for this guy, and and for anyone going into this next thing. Mm-hmm. Own that you know nothing and go into yeah. everything with an open mind. Totally. You're, you're talking about not going to sensitivity training. There's a chance you go to sensitivity training, you look across the room, and you're rolling your eyes with another guy across exactly. the room. There's your new best or friend. Or a girl. A- absolutely. Or there's your new, you, there's the new girl that's pegging you. Exactly. You know? so, no, absolutely, man. Going through those experiences makes your fr- – like, whatever you don't – I bonded with all of my friends my entire life sort of based on things that we agreed were corny. Yes. And so if you're in a corny situation like a sensitivity training class – Open yourself up to it. Exactly. So you got one dude sitting next to you taking really aggressive notes, just trying to – to be perfect like, that dude's not for me but but what about that other guy who's obviously <laughs> cool enough not to need this stupid class totally. i'm gonna go talk to that dude but also give yourself the opportunity to form an opinion totally. he's he's walking and saying this sucks right I, and i call it ftg mode fuck this guy mode we that's all teenagers. get that that's teenagers but that's everybody that's yeah. that's our life you know you mean if someone says to you oh i know this guy he does comedy the first thing you say well what's his name <laughs> you know, you're, yeah. you want to know I who suppose. they are what's their deal and it's like I call it FTG mode and, you, and it's a human instinct yeah. that we all have to fight against we all have to say listen that's just my animalistic brain yeah. that's acting ridiculous well right that's now. a good point and that's why when you do actually break through and be successful and I think this person who emailed in will be successful because they're listening and taking advice from the Jared Freed <laughs> uh, that makes it so much better yes. when you know how difficult it is to win people over everyone especially nowadays is their own celebrity Totally. They can be like they can have eighty people on Twitter mm-hmm. that follow them and be like, I'm reaching eighty. Yeah. You know, like they don't even and they have follow it. ten and they're they, like, my ratio's good. Look at the <laughs> ratio. Look at this. I got three followers last week. Yeah, yeah. And they really think that they are their own mm-hmm. Paris Hilton. Unblock me, Paris. <laughs> Come on, Paris. Unblock me. What is wrong with you? We're waiting on you, Paris. What the heck did I do to her? Yeah. Oh, nothing but nice. Um, so that's what makes success so awesome. When you actually get it and you realize you formed you created a reality and changed a reality you changed perception of a reality by simply being able to achieve good uh, good things through all of your hard work and i get this question a lot that's great advice and i i get this question a lot over snapchat and and that's why i wanted to do this now 
if you're going into college, you're going to any situation where you're like, you the unknown is is coming. Own that you know nothing. Of course, and have it's fun gonna with, and it's gonna be okay. Fun. Yeah, there. You look at all the. It's kind of like when you think of flights that you know. If you're afraid of flying, mm-hmm. you and then you look at yesterday. Look how many flights landed with no problem. Oh yeah. So it's the oh, same thing God. with freshman year. Look at how many freshmen got through freshman year and had a great time. I don't want to be about fine. Flying. I, we fly so. I never want to see a plane again. I want the <laughs> J train to take me everywhere. I am J- so done with flying. But yes, you're right. That's a great point. And I do go through phases of sometimes being horrified of flying. Yeah. Yes. Uh, because it is. It's, it's an abnormal human experience. It's uh, weird. But exactly like you just said. Just look at the data and mathematically, unless you're the world's least lucky person or flying over the Ukraine, uh, you are going to be just fine. <laughs> JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Ben Kissel. At Ben Kissel on Twitter. At Ben Kissel1 on Instagram. He's got to get rolling. I want to do some. We can do one more. You do another email. Yeah, is that sure. cool? Let's That's do fine. one more. Um, you can you can have the choice between the titles. Okay. And I chose these specifically for you. Uh oh. He didn't want to have sex with me. Okay. Or threesomes. Oh my goodness. Well, let's do the first one. Okay. Jay Daddy, I'm writing you this email in hopes of getting your opinion in the events of last night. Uh oh. I matched with this dude. It's a chick. We went to get some tacos. <laughs> I know who wasn't getting tacos. Uh oh. The dude. Wow. We headed back to his place for some heavy petting, and we ended up naked in bed. A couple of minutes into our naked makeout, he stops and tells me we can't have sex. He doesn't have sex on the first date. He then flips me over, starts dry humping me, and within 15 <laughs> seconds comes all over my back. Wait, hold on. I actually kind of respected the guy there yeah. at the start. I'm like, okay, that's a good moral decision if that's a rule that you've made. But uh, why did he turn into a, a warthog? What happened? Yeah, he's acting like a he's acting like a, a, a chihuahua off the leash. I mean, what? The, the, you that's can't. a great, great sentence. He then flips me over, starts dry humping me, and within 15 seconds comes all over my back. That is so much. What? I'm confused. We, we took a hard right. I'm uh, lying there like, what the actual fuck just happened? After cleaning up, I tried <laughs> cleaning up. That's a fun moment. Oh, where yeah. he's cleaning your back like you're his Toyota sedan. Yeah, looking at, <laughs> looking at the crucifix, being like, still a good Catholic. No problems here. <laughs> After cleaning up, I tried to get him to have sex with me, but he kept saying no. I could get him hard again, but he kept stopping me from putting it in. Is, oh, this, a, is this a thing? Is this a move? While I was a strange... <laughs> no well, it was the strangest sexual occurrence I've had in a while. I strangely want him more than ever. This whole blue balling thing uh, me actually has actually has actually made wow. me wanting him more than anything. Even though he blew his load super fast and didn't get me off, I still want to see him again. Why is this, J Train? I need your thoughts because what the fuck? Wow, that's intense stuff. Mm. I, I guess, uh, yeah, I suppose. Uh, have you ever make, been in this situation? Is, ever- uh, I, no, I mean, that's a, that's a unique one for me. I've never uh, taken a guy out for tacos and had taken him home and requested intercourse <laughs> and then not having it, but then also kind of have it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it seemed to work. So perhaps this guy has it. Uh, maybe this is something that he's done before. I don't know. I don't think this is a move. I think what happened is I think he got lucky that she's still into it. But girls here, I mean, what girls want to know is they want to know that uh, everything's okay with these people. You know, guys, every girl we want to fuck, but those girls aren't going to kill us. You know, so these girls, you know, a lot of girls are attracted to safety, okay? Sure. You can't see how big our penis is from the pants unless we're really fucking holding a hog. Oh, my God. So, like, uh, like John Hamm. So, yeah. have you seen those fucking pictures? Oh, yeah, I have. It's yes. crazy. Oh, it's unbelievable. I so I So, my point is that for a girl... 
it does make sense that she would be like, oh, he's got a normal sized penis. It's sure. a, he's, he's a nice guy. He didn't try to fuck me. He's not trying to get one off on me. He came on my back, but whatever. And now it's not. So I, I can see why she would want to go back to that well. I suppose so. And then I don't know how well uh, or how good the tacos were. So here's, what, you wanna... here's what happened. Okay. And I've been in this situation before. He knew he was going to come quick. And he was like, he used the excuse of I don't fuck on the first date so that he wouldn't embarrass my, himself. Mm. Guys, what guys want to do, we want to make, we want, we want to, we want the situation that mm. makes us look the most manly while we still come. Is most, that right? I, I think so sexually. Hmm. I would rather. This is your wheelhouse. I'm just I don't saying know. I would rather come on a back within 15 seconds than do two pumps and come into my hand and go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the rest of the night. Oh, sure. If I had the choice between the two. Sure, So yeah. I think for this guy, since he got off quick, is what it's telling me, is he saw the war... He saw in the... In, in, over the horizon... He saw potential failure and found a way to avoid it. Avoid failure. Hmm. So that's okay. why he avoided the sex. Well, this is why you get these emails. <laughs> this is why this we play the This is the J-Train show. But this is yeah. what I'm saying. So what he saw, he saw a potential failure in mm-hmm. the future. So he said, what's the way for me to look the least like a failure? I don't, but see, it's a strange thing to me. Again, it's, it's, it seems like a, like a corgi out of control. I, get, 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 but, uh, but I mean, I it is strange that he would so. flip her over and then he, like he had a, like he had a wrestling move. Like well, he, all I, of a sudden he was also, dialing, I mean, diving Dallas Page. The flip over sort of infers <laughs> that there might be a, a, a little bit of um, a lack of interest in women. Is that a possibility uh, as well? I, I, I'm not, I'm just speculating here. I'm not here to judge. You know, I'm, oh, I'm not judging. I don't care. I have, I have two gay older brothers and uh, I, you know, but I, I, I have no problem with I, anything. I'm I just speculating. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I think it's more guys protect their ego at any cost. Hmm. And I think this is an ego play because I've right. been I've been with a girl. I was with a girl once. I, I swear I've, I probably told this story in the podcast before. I was with her in the bed and I go and we're literally about to have sex. And like I pull out and I go, I have to go to the bathroom. And I went in the bathroom. And I came in the toilet. Well, Just now, why so would you do that? Because I didn't want to because it was like two pumps. Huh? So I was like, I'd rather pumps, huh? I'd rather. What's that? Not enough pumps. Not enough pumps. Well, so I'd rather. I, so hmm. I told her I took a shit. So I'd rather say that I took a shit. I I chose saying I had to take a dump. Right. Over to pump chump. Huh. Well, it ain't easy to be a woman. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that it is... goes both ways. <laughs> this, this, I'm just. I'm, but I'm letting this girl know that it's not because uh-huh. he doesn't like you. Or okay. He, you know, this wasn't. He's not smart enough to play this mental game with you. Well, he's not smart enough to go say that he actually had to take a duke uh, <laughs> instead. Yes. Well, he's not. He's also not smart. He doesn't have the mind manipulation game down pat to go to you. I don't want to have sex with you on the first day. Come on your back and then have you go. Wait a minute. That was the magical spell to make me want to fuck you again. Huh? All I'm right. saying it's more animal than that. Okay. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast wow. at gmail.com. Ben Kissel. This is such a pleasure, man. It was great. Right I've been wanting to have wheelhouse. you on for so long, and I'm so happy you came. And well, made I hope some time. it wasn't uh, extremely disappointing. Jared. No, this was extremely. This was exciting. I think the listeners are going to love it. I think you're going to get a lot of good feedback. BK for BK. BK for BK.com. Check so it if out. You're also, BenKissel.com. You can check that out. I got a lot of hot clips where I'm debating Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Every woman loves a guy we, on Fox News. We do have a lot of we have a lot of right of center people that listen to Good. this podcast. So I, and I Honestly, think it's, I, they appreciate having a voice like you, young, mm. even-handed. Mm. I, I think this is something that's lost on, on the political world. I agree. And if you get a chance, uh, check out Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. I think it's the best political show out there. Uh, and if you are a centrist. 
just a moderate, someone who just wants to see everyone stop being such juvenile babies. Mm. Uh, everyone is such a snowflake on both sides. And both I even sides. hate that term, but my goodness, Trump supporters, non-Trumps, everyone has just gone crazy. They look so, a lot alike. Uh, they do. And, <laughs> I, and they sound a lot alike on Twitter, too. They all look like eggs, as a matter of fact. Uh, Abling is top bad for everything political. I think you'll really dig so it. So go check out everything Ben Kissel, BenKissel.com, at Ben Kissel on Twitter, at Ben Kissel one on Instagram. Shelby, thank you for popping in. Thanks for having me. At Classic Shelb on all platforms, including Snapchat, where the news, everyone is talking about you. It's really in the zeitgeist. It's blowing up. So wow. funny on Snapchat. All right. At Classic Shelb. I got to download that app. I hear it's a hot app. <laughs> I'm on it. JTrain56 right. on Snapchat. JTrain56 on Twitter. At Jared Freed on Instagram. JTrainComedy.com is my website. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Again, if this podcast... You found value in it. And I love what you said. Uh, consumer to... Direct to consumer. Yes, product to consumer. We want to get rid of the boss man. Yep. The ads are the boss man. You are the power. The audience is the power. I love Patreon. You, Patre- you're doing a great job here. I can try tell. It's been a super best. fun episode. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. There's bonus episodes, bonus videos. That is our episode. We'll be back next episode. Boom! This has been a Stand Up Labs production. Powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Boom! Boom.